Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbites. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're covering a topic today which is sort of related to the most recent episode that we did, which was talking about the kind of games as a service, the idea of mm. streaming games as a service. Uh, in the Google very recently, like what just this week gone of recording, uh, announced they're entering the games market in a more traditional sense. With is it the Stadia? Is it Stadia? Is Stadia, right? yeah, yeah. Stadia, yeah. Which is sort of going to be a bit like what we talked about at the end of the episode last time, like a Nvidia Shield style mm. on live style mm-hmm. service, where it's going to be like a dedicated machine that you purchase, but the machine's not going to be doing the work. The machine's just a, a streaming box, pretty much like we said, and. Yep. You know, I mean, I know, I know Google listens to this, but it would be nice if they maybe right. were a little bit more tactful about stealing our ideas. Yeah, I mean, they could have acknowledged us on stage, yeah. right? I mean, you know? where, where's the royalties going to be coming from right. now? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's, it is kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's not that weird. It wasn't our take was not exactly the most unique, hottest take, but it was strangely coincidental that literally straight after recording that episode about sort of you know the end of sequels and stuff like that and we talked a little bit about streaming services and you know xbox games on your switch and stuff like that it's all kind of leading up to this and google has basically has just kind of gone for it and it is very similar to on live which was a good few years ago now when Mm. when this was kind of attempted before and there's been other things as well that have tried to do this but basically, it's where your game is not running on your console or PC. It's it's running in a data center. It's running in Google's data center somewhere. And it's just streaming to you just like you would stream Netflix. Yeah. They've also announced like a fairly nondescript controller, which is nothing particularly special. Stadia itself is... It's, it's another platform, so it's not that it's literally, you know, an Xbox running in the cloud or a PC running in the cloud. They've kind of built their own bespoke hardware platform that game developers do need to build for and to take advantage of. So that's quite interesting. That's something that, say, OnLive couldn't really do or didn't do to the same extent. Google have a little bit more power behind them and a little bit more weight behind them and also more money to build bespoke, you know, systems and and solutions. That was one of the things that I was most worried about was that any service that was created by another company other than, say, Nintendo, Microsoft or Sony is that they don't have the sort of clout behind them to get developers to making games for the service if right. the games aren't just multi-platform, you know say cross-play games like Fortnite, for example, because right. they would work on anything. And like, yeah, we're going to see Fortnite, say, on the Stadia, right? But if any company can make it work that isn't a dedicated games company, it feels like it probably would be Google, just with the right. sheer amount of like money, you say, that they have, but also just the connections as well. Like They already have a lot of kind of business connections with a lot of these gaming companies, not necessarily from a gaming standpoint, maybe even just from an infrastructure standpoint or a marketing standpoint, you know, yeah. so they can get on board with it and developers making games we've seen it in the past where new console ideas have sprung up either from existing companies or from sort of like you know lesser known newer ideas and for the most part they've always failed on one thing and that's that there's no games there's just nothing to play so why buy a console granted it's probably going to be a bit cheaper than a standard console because it's not going to have to actually do the hard work itself thus the components are going to be you know much cheaper overall but even still, why spend, say, like £150 or something on a system when you could go out and spend double that but have a console that has, like, a huge library of games? 
Yeah, I mean, I suspect that there isn't really that Stadia is going to be a subscription service, and you're not going to have to buy the hardware because it's going to、mm. work on laptops and phones and stuff like that, as well as their own like controller and streaming thing, you know. And so, what I imagine is that if you've got a smart TV, right, and it's got whatever Netflix and stuff like that, then Stadia will be another app on that, and you'll have a choice: do you buy the Stadia controller, or do you? You can probably just like. Pair a PS4 controller with your TV,、mm. or like use a USB controller with your TV. The benefits of the Stadia controller is that that makes maintains its own independent connection to the cloud, so that you don't have to go through the TV. Yeah. To get to their data center, so that in theory reduces some of the input lag, which I think was the thing that we were most concerned about. Really, wasn't it? Is yeah. At the end of the day, because you made a really good point, is that. More enthusiastic gamers already try to remove input lag from the very, very short amounts of distance between, say, their keyboard and the computer, or even within the television that they're playing on itself, and that is like minuscule by comparison to the the difference between your, you know, TV or whatever your laptop to a data center sitting somewhere like you know halfway around the world potentially, right? Like. This has always been the issue fundamentally that has plagued streaming gaming services is the lag, right? Even the Steam Link, which is like between your TV and your PC in the same Wi-Fi network, has noticeable input lag at、mm. times. So, how are you going to solve that problem when it has to go out onto the internet? And you know, it's a real challenge. There's no easy answer to that, but. I'm in two minds about the input lag thing because I think that if anyone can do it, it's probably Google, and I think that also if you badly configure your TV to to not be in game mode and you have a bit of a bad TV and maybe you're playing a game that is already a little bit laggy, then you can basically have the same input lag、mm. as the Stadia just by not really being set up right. And a lot of people are probably in that situation and playing games like that, and they don't really even realise. So. There are plenty of games and setups that are forgiving to input lag, and Google can probably do a reasonable job of minimising it.、Hmm. But the things that make it a real challenge is that it is still the internet; it still has to go out onto、yeah. the internet, and that is inherently going to be laggy. And、yeah. you've got, you know, people have different Wi-Fi setups, which is going to be a challenge. And you know, stuff can just happen that just slows things down. The internet isn't really designed for like. Five millisecond response times、no. on 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 traffic, you know, and we're still a long way away from that. And it's also not really the priority of internet service providers to achieve that because there's really this is like the only need for that. Yeah, you know, even the Skype call that we're on right now does not need that kind of low level of latency to you know to achieve its goal. So. The biggest comparison to the service you've already said is things like Netflix, for example,、right. like streaming services, and they have the luxury of just being able to buffer your content. Right. So it's so easy. Yeah. So you're thinking this is quite different, despite the fact that the overall, say, sales and and pitch model of it is very similar. Yeah. But the network infrastructure and the technology that's required behind、mm. it to make it work is very different. Yeah. So maybe it's just not marketed like. A competitive gaming computer, you know, a competitive gaming、right. service.、Exactly. Maybe you do have things like Fortnite on there just to kind of make sure that you get that audience. But otherwise, maybe it's going to be something a little bit more tailored towards the environment it's been released into.、Uh, I don't want to、mm. use the term casual because it doesn't have to be casual, but it doesn't have to also be sort of like you know high response time, you know,、right. Twitch gaming, so、exactly. to speak. And and that's one of the other thing as well that you brought up was how. 
many possibilities this opens up to like yeah. the idea of being able to kind of control and manipulate the game environment which people are playing within kind of locally for the companies that have made this game and we touched on this in our episode that we did on games as a service too where companies that have control over that back end at all times rather than just you know at point of sale and nothing else means they can do some really cool tricksy stuff yeah exactly i mean they did a few demos of some or you know and sort of descriptions of some bits and pieces they i think google are trying to position this quite closely to streaming as well uh, and sort of streaming games on youtube so things like being able to interact more with people that are watching you stream a game by actually pulling those people into your game mm. and getting them to just like one click they can actually join you through stadia through the same instance of the game essentially it sort of changes the way that you can do multiplayer you can do things like replays a lot differently so replays can be more about more much more interactive because you can just record the actual game states yeah. running in rather the than data recording center. like a video of it basically right and like replay that game state uh things like another one they gave an example of was like if you're stuck in a game then data center in the game instance knows exactly where you are in the game like what point you're at and stuff like that and so you could essentially imagine having like a google assistant that like sends you off to the most relevant video on youtube you know as a how-to because it literally knows where you are in the game mm. and it knows where that youtuber was in the game when they played it so you can watch watch them complete the bit in exactly the same point that you're stuck on. That's something we didn't really touch on and we don't have time for, unfortunately, but mm. that's going to make YouTube's gaming service that they've got much more relevant as well. Right. If that service is directly connected, which assuredly right. it will be. Oh, yeah. And it will make it a lot more competitive with, say, Twitch, for example, which 100%. is the main you know, the main competitor for them there. And we saw a movement towards this as well with Mixer, right, which is owned by Microsoft. And that's sort of their unique take was meant to be like Twitch, but more interaction and more like tight integration with the game that you're watching. And this kind of like takes that to another level, essentially. It's an exciting time, to be perfectly honest, because it is moving so fast. And Mm. it's crazy how many announcements are coming out so quickly as a result of all of these new technologies that are emerging, but also existing media platforms influencing the way which games are going to be played and watched and consumed as a whole. So, like, it's weird, but it's also interesting. So definitely, we will almost certainly have to cover this again. Yeah, and of all the people that are taking on this challenge, Google have got a lot of clout to see this through. And if they want to see it through and they want to make this happen, they can make this happen. Yeah, they they can throw money at it until it works. Yeah, exactly. so that's exciting, right? Like, because you know that this is, it might not be here to stay, stay, but you know that they're going to have a really good go at it. Mm-hmm. And, of all, and you, you've got a high chance that you're going to see a lot more of this in the future. And I'm sure we'll have more discussions about that on our next episode of Soundbites.